Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we explore our guests' past through the music that takes them back to the moments in their lives that make them who they are today. It's biography through music. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Chinqui. My guest today is Apollo Fresh. Apollo, or Jonathan Apollon, is a local nerdcore rapper who specializes in anime rap. As a second-generation Haitian immigrant who grew up consuming hip-hop and anime, Apollo decided to combine his passions and, before graduating, produced his first big hit single, Jojo Pose, in 2020. Since then, he's been creating solo and collaborative music and videos for YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, and Instagram, with an upcoming EP, Life is Anime, set to release. Apollo also holds a bachelor's in entrepreneurship and was selected for rapper IDK's No Label Academy at Harvard University. We also found out he and I are part of a very small club, but more on that later. For now, here's the show. Hey there, Apollo. Yo, it's good. Thanks Richard. for being on. Yo. So, which Joe star is the best Joe star? Giorno. Oh, wow. He I got a dream. Ready. You knew it. You knew it. I got a dream, okay. boy. No that's hesitation. A, that's a funny way to pronounce <laughs> Joseph, but... Um, Joseph, okay. Joseph deserves all the clout, though, because he, he's helped the most across generations. That's, he's, that's why he's the best. He beat cars. Like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> um, what's the last music you listened to before this interview? Let me take my phone real quick. Yeah, do it. I was listening to, oh, I was listening to Time Chamber by Nick Mighty featuring Apollo Fresh and Soul Teishi. <laughs> Just dropped today. Right on. Let's take that out. Oh, you got a new one out. Right. Yeah. You tell me. What would you, uh, how would you describe the musical background of your childhood? Okay. So when I was a little kid, all we did was listen in my household, listen to Haitian compa music, Karimi, Zangle, um, and all them boys, Tabu Combo, whatever. Like that's that's where I grew up, and I, it would be like in the car, like for half a second. My mom is in Publix, I'm in the car, and I change the radio to oh. 99 jams or something, trying to listen to some hip hop, yeah. rap music, or whatever. And then I found my uh, my my sister's like CDs. I'll steal her CDs. And so she's older, to, your older sister, my older sister, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, that's that was my experience with music growing up as a kid. A lot of compa music and like rap radio stuff. And then once YouTube came around. I was on that all day, mm. listening to music or watching YouTube videos, like music videos, like Young Money, Birdman, Lil Wayne music videos. I remember, oh, and one thing that I feel like changed my life during that time period, my brother had a a friend that was transferring his hard drive from using our computer at our house to transfer all his files. And when he he put like everything on there, he was about to delete the music files and he had like just a bunch of songs. And I was watching them. I was a little kid and I was like, I was watching him about the lead, and I was like, no, 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 keep it, keep it, keep it. He was like, what? He's like, you like this kind of music? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck it was, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I need that. Whatever that is, I need that. And he's like, okay. So I put that on my iPod, and now I had like a whole bunch of like Biggie, had like Tupac, it had like oh, a whole okay. bunch of just like, just classic. like The required reading for hip hop. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's that's what kind of started me on that journey. And I would just go through there. even had beats on there, like instrumental, like it was really cool. Now, you said you switched the channel. What would your mom have been listening to? Local Haitian yeah. radio, Haitian music. That's that was what was always playing every every morning. Like da, 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 da. like the freaking like uh Haitian anthem would play mm. and they'll be like talking about all type of news and stuff like that. Did any of the music that she listens to stick with you? Like do you do you have any of that still bouncing around up there? Yeah, it's always like they 
Haitians, they like to play the same songs. Like, once a song is a classic, mm. that is ingrained in the spirit in every single party, every single thing. They play this forever. So, like, every single time there's, like, a Haitian party that plays, I'll, I'll go to YouTube and play it sometimes and stuff like that. That could never leave me. Like, sometimes I'll be walking around the house and I'll just be like, C'est pas that. It's <laughs> like coming out of nowhere. That's in my soul, in my cells, my atoms. Right. What is uh, the first time you remember music moving you? Like you realize that it's not just something to listen to, but like you could feel something because of the song. When I first started playing instruments. Oh, yeah, I grew up playing instruments. Yeah, which ones? Oh, uh, I played the... I was just so motivated to get better with the, what you call it, the, the flute that they give you in like elementary school. Oh, a recorder. recorder. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is my, I'm going to get so good at this. Yeah. That's, that's why I was at in my head. I really liked it. And then fifth grade, I started playing the snare drum and the bells, like kind of like a xylophone. Then throughout middle school, I started playing the drum set. And when I played, there were, I guess like I felt a couple of flow states while playing the drums. I was like, yeah, this is it. Like this is fun. Like I was just having fun. I would freestyle a lot. But I think I think like moved me. Like wow, music is more than something to listen to. I think it got to be Lil Wayne, No Ceilings, where it was like the pure the skill of it. Like that that he brought to the table. I was like, how? How did Mm. you think of this? Like I would memorize his lyrics and Mm. rap it back. Like low key, Wayne might have taught me how to rap because I was rapping all of his stuff. I was that was the only rapper that made me really rap his stuff. I just remember being just like shocked and astounded like like that he created this because i could freestyle i was freestyling in the hallways and stuff like that but i was hearing his stuff like mm-hmm. how and, and now i think about it like that's always been a thing for me like the the skill of like making like music has been very inspirational down to the recorder like being like man i want to get better at this if you could learn a new instrument uh matrix style right just like boop, you know download it. it yeah what would you learn piano yeah piano i love i love the drums very foundational but it's not no notes in it i just go off a straight rhythm and feeling and stuff like that i still play i got electric set at the house right now sometimes i produce songs with my jump kit but um the piano like if i if i could do that then my production would go to a whole nother level i could even like apply that to my singing it's just a very foundational instrument Mm -hmm. on the on the octave side of things yeah uh so your older sister influenced your music my sister and my brother and your brother are, are both of your siblings older than you? Do you have younger well, siblings? They're way older. I'm the baby. Okay. I'm baby at like five. You Have you influenced older. anybody else's listening? Like you ever, did you ever hand off music and be like, here, let oh, me teach you? Bruh. All right. So my, my cousin, my cousin Lou, he's been on me like with this music journey from the beginning, really. Like he, like back when we were on YouTube, we were, stu- we didn't even realize it, but we were studying the game, watching videos on YouTube, watching how Young Money would move, watching how Birdman was in every single music video. Like we were studying the game from a hmm. young age without really knowing that. That same library of like essentials listening to rap music plus stuff like I added to it, like I added the Carter Three Lil Wayne to it. And he's like younger than me. He's like probably, he's like three years, maybe four years younger than me. I, he got an iPod. And I, he didn't know what to do with it. He was like a little kid. And I was like, oh, actually, I got you. I got you. And I downloaded all those songs in there and I gave it to him. So he got like a very like well-rounded and rich in yeah. via music through that. Let's say not counting the music that you got through that computer transfer. Yeah. Uh, what's the first music that you owned that was like yours? I stole a CD from my sister, Ludacris the Red, <laughs> the the Red Light District. Yeah. That was like, Ludacris was like my first like favorite uh, rap artists and what? then but after that 
Like, I stole that. Like, what I bought, the first album I bought, and I felt like, okay, I bought this. This was, like, iTunes days when we go to the store buy iTunes gift cards. Some of these kids don't know about that. <laughs> but I got the Carter Three by Lil Wayne. Okay. That was, like, a huge thing. For so me. that's the first one you got and the first one you bought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I want to talk more about your music after we listen to your first song, but I want to get to your first song. So what's the first thing you want to you wanna listen to? I'll talk, talk about it first. Yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what's the story? So the first song uh, is is a big song song. Yeah. Bigger Than Me. It's from his album, I Decided. So in uh, 2018, I went through a really dark time dealing with some uh, mental issues, I guess you could say. Mental mental illness almost. Just, I was just in a bad state mentally. I was doing dealing with, I was in a very dissociative space. Like just really like, like zombie mode. Like sometimes I'll come out of my body and I was like not there. And I was doing everything I could to keep myself together. Like borderline psychosis. Like I couldn't really like, I couldn't, I was like manic. I couldn't listen to it. I was like going through like a spiritual transformation, but I also was just not grounded at all, at all. So I would listen to music and I would get scared. Like it literally be like any music. I couldn't listen to any music. Mm. It was wild. And it was like music was feeding me. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. But Big Sean music, I de- I decided, like, Big Sean music is very, like, empowering and spiritual in some ways. Mm-hmm. And it felt, it just felt really safe. But at the same time, it was motivating me because as I was going through this, like, transition, it was, I became so aware of myself, even though in some ways I was disconnected, that I was like, man, I know where I want to go from here. I know what I've been doing was not leading me where I want to go. And from here on, I'm changing the direction, the rudder on my ship. Hmm. And I'm going to the top. That's what it was. And I was like, and Big Sean Music like helped facilitate that. That album had bounced back. Like literally the titles, like Stick to the Plan, like Voices in My Head, like Sacrifices by Migos. Like you got to make sacrifice. Like it was just, it was like a self-help book in a bumping album. Hmm. And it was like, it just, I felt safe. Like I could listen to it. For some reason, I could listen to it. And I was a big fan of Sean for a while, but I had, like, fell off. I stopped, and I was me rediscovering his music. I just listened to that album over and over and over again. That's that album and I and uh, Double or Nothing by Metro Boomin and him. But that album was, like, kept me focused, and it made me feel safe. And this is the last song in that project, and it's just a very meaningful song. That's why I chose it. It feels very, like, conclusive, and I like the message behind it. All right, well, let's hear it then. Uh, this is Apollo Fresh's first song on today's episode of Three Song Stories. It's Bigger Than Me by Big Sean off the 2017 album, I Decided. This truth is bigger than me, yeah. Bigger than me. Do you feel like because of where you were at mentally there before and the way that this song kind of worked for you, um, that you're in a second act? Because he talks about there at the end about, you know, he's not old. <laughs> but he feels like he's at the end of a life and starting a, a second time. I I definitely feel like it's a whole new life. I could say that. I don't know about like feel like I lived a whole life before. I don't know if I've adopted that type of mindset or or like feel that way or anything like that. But I know that like who I was before 2018 and who I am now, I'm operating like on a whole different paradigm. Like, I really feel like I died and came back. Hmm. Like, I was, like, like I went to the lowest point, like, possible. Something, I, like, 
not being able to feel like any of my feelings like it's like death like literally it was not like numbness like i couldn't feel anything there was mm. points where like it felt like my vision went black like so and and i came back from that and i'm like yo like there's nothing worse than that it's like being alive or being dead yeah so i'm like i'm going up like i i just i just chose to change everything i feel like a whole new person like just level up level up level up like applying what what I feel like is best for me and for humanity and then moving from there. Do you remember be, being able to expand back into regular music listening, you know, after that? It kind of happened naturally. Like, I don't remember like a specific point, but I remember, I remember listening, I listened to way less music. Like I remember it kind of happened that whole, like my journey, like rise back to like myself was kind of like the summer 2018 going into to fall like I didn't know that that spring I took a medical leave from school I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back by by the fall and that fall, like 2 weeks before the fall came like mm-hmm. I had like a whole like a deep routine like just a morning routine like exercise taking care of myself getting sunlight like affirmations meditating like just all just like getting myself putting myself back together and when once fall hit that's when like I started like reintegrating into the world and stuff like that. And I remember listening to like a lot of like theta frequencies, alpha frequencies and stuff like that, like in class, like walking around and stuff. Like I didn't listen to as much music, but at some point during that fall semester, I started listening to more other music. Got it. Like when I it was sometime after like I felt like I was me again. Hmm. Um does that song fit into your regular playlist set or is it something you reserve for that kind of feeling? That song, but like mostly that album. Like I just visit it every t- now and then, mm-hmm. but like in my I got a playlist called like Good Vibes for the Day. That's what I usually like go back to, and I don't really have any of that that album in there. But it's I don't know. It just feels like a special like wine that I can mm-hmm. come back and got it swift in my mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, going back to high school a little bit, um, what was the music scene? Uh, for you and your friends. Oh, thank you so much for asking this question. Oh, good. What? Okay, so, so in high school, the music scene, like the beginning of high school, was literally just my mindset, my view of it, mm-hmm. big industry artists, and then us freestyling in the hallways. <laughs> That's all it really was for me. Yeah. And then, like, once I hit junior year, I found out about Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry at the time. Like, he was uh, very local, but he had just dropped an album, a mixtape called Nostalgic 64. And that completely changed my life. <laughs> I can know where that's going. So, like, I literally was, like, in class, like, listening to this. Yeah. And it was, like, it just shifted my whole brain. Like, I'm like, wait, there's levels. Like, it's not just here and then, like, industry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's levels. And this is a kid from South Florida, like, making this music. And he put a project together, put it out. And connected people, and this is fire. I love this, and people around here like love this. And that's how. And then I kind of like tapped into Rob Banks and Young Simi. Like, just it's like Raider Clan started the first wave type of thing. That it was Raider Clan that had like different artists in it, and Denzel Curry and Young Simi developed from there. Like I remember there was another kid in the area just called Star Power or something like that. And I was like, oh man, there's levels to like like you can. There's he just started to plant the idea that you could climb up type of thing. Mm-hmm. And Denzel Curry is still climbing to this day. Like I got, I'm happy I got to see that. But that Raider Clan era ended up turning into like those artists branching off. And then now now going from like high school to beginning of college, like freshman year of college, 
X it's XXS Tentacion, Ski Master Slump God, yeah. Smoke Perp, Lil Pump. That scene started to build off of that scene. Like that was the next generation that came after that and Denzel Curry was like just plugged back in. Like he was he's been there. And that's that's when the Florida music scene started to get to like a whole new level because during that time, like freshman year of college, like every anytime X had a show anytime ski had a show people were there and on a very underground level you can see that these people had an energy and were creating something and that's why like i have no doubt like that's why like denzel is where he's at today why x made it to the place they they brought themselves to a a certain level they created that for sure at that point because those are i mean this is triple a players now but like back then was that was it a known quantity or did you have to be in the underground to know it you had to be in the underground but the thing was like everybody was accessible, but it was like but they had pull that if there was a show, like they they would get like a small like like a smaller venue, but it would be people in that mouse pitting right. like it's gonna be a lot of people. So you had to kind of know, but it was there, it was thriving. So one of the questions that we ask here, very saw- few people to like, like. Like a hundred people, like in a room, maximum type of stuff. Yeah, so that's uh, one of the questions we ask is, um, what's the biggest act you saw in a small venue? Oh snap! So, yeah. Oh okay. So, I think like the biggest, and it didn't have to be big then, but like, what artist did you see in a small venue that's like, oh, you know, that's them? So I I got you. So I was in the line for a show. In the show, it was in like Miami Road in Fort Lauderdale club something and it's a club it's not like a big venue and Lil Uzi Vert was headlining and it's just a club and it's not yeah. even packed yeah. and and X was opening for Lil Uzi Whoa. Vert and Lil Yachty showed up and it was so it was like and then Lil, not everybody knew Lil it was like a little group of people and then someone was like oh Lil Boat all three of them yeah. are super and even Ski Mask being there too like Ski Mask some guy like they're A-list rappers mm-hmm. like they're at a high operating at a high level especially uzi like uzi you he could not do a show in that club right now because it would be too packed It'd yeah they over the place yeah so like but there was so much room at the time so but at that show that was a big moment for me because uh i remember being in line at that show and i found out my friend had got shot and died whoa and it was like i was just shocked and i went inside and this was like my first like underground show at the yeah. time my cousin lou the one i was telling you about before mm-hmm. it was like bro let's go and i was making music and i was like Okay, I'm gonna check it out, but I didn't understand like the importance of like going to shows and stuff at the time. Like, I didn't, I barely went to concerts, and I wanted to be an artist, which is funny. But, <laughs> but uh, like, I literally only went to one, like 103.5 to beat through like a mega concert. The big ones that they do in town, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to that one because where my money, whatever, some dumb. Shit. So, I go to, I go to, I'm in line. I found out my friend dies. I get inside, and I'm just shocked. I got other people like calling me. Like, just different people calling me, like, letting me know. And I'm just like, wow, what the heck? Like, I was, like, in shock. And then it's the openers, and then X's performance comes on. And it was, like, mosh pits and stuff like that. And I just wowed out. Like, I, like, released everything I had in that Mm. mosh pit. And, like, I saw, and I got, and I saw the energy that he created. And I was just looking at everything, and I was like, thank you. And I was like, something is happening here. This is not like there's something. The energy here is different. Something is being created here. This is not like this is going beyond this right now. And I was like, okay, there's something I can learn from here. How do I create that authentic energy in me? Wow. And I was like, okay, I'm showing up to every single underground show, every show that these boys put together. I'm showing up because I'm going to learn. I'm going to talk. I'm going to communicate. I'm going to and I'm going to uh, be a part of this. 
and develop myself as an artist and just show up and show up and show up and show up. And I did. And them boys made it. And I was like, I remember just being like, not surprised at all. And then I was like, wait a second. I'm not surprised. I knew it. Were you, how now early like, were turn. you, how early were you, yeah, <laughs> creating music? I mean, was it, is was it before that? Like, did you already know that you were going to be kind of taking inspiration from that stuff in creation or was that just feeding this thing in you? Some of it, some, if it inspired me creatively, it's, it's hard not to be inspired by music that inspires you. Yeah. <laughs> like That's not, fair. To, That's fair. like it's funny, but I went, it, it definitely had like, it tapped me in definitely to like Florida sound and Florida roots and that like what they were like what Denzel Curry and Raider clan like started. Like mm-hmm. it's all developing from that. And I've, I've been listening to that and that that like that definitely influenced my music. I definitely like I remember like I remember when I made my song Ghoulish, it's like a very like hype aggressive song at Tokyo Ghoul. I feel like I was inspired by the hype aggressive shows that they were throwing at that time. Yeah. So it, it definitely did have like an influence on me as an artist for sure. So you make music uh, like you, you create rap and hip hop that is centrally themed around um i don't know nerd culture anime video games um some people call it nerdcore nerdcore yeah the so nerdcore like, screen calls me a nerdcore artist yeah so i'm um for me <laughs> that was like mc chris um front a lot okay um a little bit of jonathan coulton who did not really rap but was writing really nerdy songs um lars mc lars so this is this is very you were probably in single digit age <laughs> for a lot of these guys but but they were you know taking that stuff and and writing really lyrically dense content about it um and the reason i bring that up is because you know one of the hallmarks of rap um is the callback like the referential lines right like uh you'll see the a, a line that doesn't make sense contextually unless you understand the lore that they're referring to. I'm talking about a rapper mm-hmm. from the 80s when I say this thing, and everybody who knows that is going to go, oh, he's talking about that. Yeah. But if you don't know that, it just rhymes, and it maybe the cadence is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Everybody's so, like Captain America in Avengers. They understand, understand that, that reference? reference. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. So I like one of the, one of the hallmarks of hip-hop is understanding the references that are occurring in a song. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use maybe it's not it's not like a deep uh example but for a lot of our listeners it might be something they can catch Eminem did kill shot towards machine gun kelly and every line is basically a double entendre like the whole thing mm. do you think that maybe hip hop lends itself specifically to anime stuff and uh and video game stuff because it can be so easily referential because you have a lot of lines like i was listening to i listened to a bunch of your stuff yesterday and um double susanu stuck out stuck out to me because um every line is referential and if you've never seen the show that it's related to it just sounds good yeah but if you know the show it's like you're going deep yeah that's my specialty so uh what do you think about that like hip-hop referential stuff and then anime I, i think that's definitely it like that's definitely like there's truth in there like just p- because because um hip hop has always been about the culture the culture is something that you get by diving into the culture it's culture you you it's community you're a part of this community and you learn things and then hip hop is like 
reflecting that Mm. and so so it's always been about that like knowing was knowing this slang knowing that that like but slang is not something you read in a book at a a class got it this is not like so basically it's like okay how do i do that what culture so it's about authenticity too especially more in these days and age for Mm. hip-hop so it's like i was ingrained in anime culture so let me make music for the culture so that's 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 hip hop has always been for the culture, for sure. That's you think um, it might make it more flexible than other genres. Definitely because it's wordplay. It's yeah. it's like it's rhyme schemes. You have more words to work with. You're not singing. Hmm. You have like more time. If I'm like if I hold a note, I like you. That's like what like two bars. I could be like tripping the way she's switching up positions. That's like that's three. Like I just got more words to use. Yeah. I like that. Um, we're about where your second song is going to go, I think, in this conversation anyway. Okay. So do you want to tell that story? Or do you want to listen to the song and then tell it? Like, what do you want to do? I'll tell the story. All right. I basically chose this song because there is so much, like, my memory, I have a memory that is so extremely tied to this song and this album. Hmm. The song is uh, Kid Cudi, Heaven at Night. That song is from an album called A Kid Named Cudi. I was playing during this time where I discovered this album. I was playing so much World of Warcraft. (laughs) I was playing so much World of Warcraft, just back to back to back, like every single day. It was probably in the summer. I was, I think, I was in high school, and I was solo questing. Hey, yeah, I was literally just solo questing, like just by myself, exploring the world. So for our listeners, um, Apollo is playing a game that it you can play in groups and those groups can extend up to 40 people or so yeah. um, to do things. And you could also just play by yourself and it takes longer and it's harder, but also you don't have to rely on all those people. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, cause wow. Because it's like, it's a damn, it's an MMORPG. There's millions of people on this thing. It's made yeah. to be social. And I was just, I was literally listening to Mr. Solo Dolo solo questioning. Like that's oh. that's literally what was happening. Okay. Like Kid Cudi, I was just um, and I discovered it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this this is the right album." So I remember being like a dwarf hunter, just going through like the plague lands. I had like a like a plague hound it was like green, and it was like the same colors as like a, a, a the album. Oh okay, like yeah. the cover, like it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. the vibe. It was and so I was just playing, playing, playing nonstop, listening to this thing over and over, over again, and I was just like in a happy place and just in the zone. And then I realized, like, way later, I can't listen to the album without visualizing scenes from the game, the gameplay that I was playing during that time, that specific stretch, like being level 45 to level 55, some shit like that. Yeah, you can, you can see the, the interface. Exactly. You know, like, when you close your eyes. Exactly, like that. When I hear it, they co- so, like, since it's so... I just am amazed at how closely tied that memory is to music. Mm. To I've never really experienced that before so i wanted to share that story i think it was really cool and yeah we get into the song all right uh well yeah so let's hear it then this is apollo fresh's second song on three song stories heaven at night by kid cuddy off the 2008 album a kid called cuddy so i couldn't help but notice um in the backtrack there especially at the end he's using digital music there it's almost chip toony mm. um that little a little melody on the way out. Yeah. And I was wondering, you know, you create music around these themes. Do you listen to other nerdcore stuff? Like other nerdcore, like rappers? Yeah. I listen to, yeah, I've listened to some people. 
I've checked out Rustage a little bit. Shout out to Rustage for reaching out to me. Um, I listen to my friends a little bit. So Tashi, uh, Nick Mighty. Yeah, uh, you and Tashi work together on, on yeah, things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I remember Shofu. I think it was Shofu dropped like a whole Pokemon project right before I dropped the Pokemon project. I was like, man, Jared, yo, I like, remember Shofu. Yeah, <laughs> I used to watch his videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know Shofu. Nice, a lot of instrumentals and OSTs from video games and anime for sure. Yeah, um, you you rap on a lot of things that sample, you know, themes or uh, little little snippets from things like that. Yeah. Um, how do you? How do you usually approach, you know, creating a song? Do you start with the, like, do you start with a show you want to do? Do you start with an idea and figure out which show to do? Like, how does that, what's the genesis of it? So most of my songs mm-hmm. are built on emotion mm-hmm. and my internet family. So it's like, it's like, uh, I'm by myself. I peeped what emotion I'm feeling and I'll find a beat or create a beat. That is like around that emotion, and I feel like those songs come out the best because it's like whatever I'm feeling, the beat is there too, and it could allows me to get into like a flow state better. Or like now I'm experimenting more with like changing my state and bringing myself to a certain level, bringing myself to an emotional place, and then creating music from there, channeling mm-hmm. that through the music instead of just seeing where I'm at and going from there. But I just how, but in a natural way. Um, so that's that's how I like to make music. A lot of my music is like a, a journal diary for me. I have a lot of songs that are probably not gonna see the light of day. <laughs> but um uh after that, like uh, like the other songs will come out just because like I have a idea. Like I said something, I might have just wrapped some fire bars or like, man, I gotta lay this down, I gotta create something, this is too fire. Or like I hear a beat and I'm like, I gotta write to this, I gotta rap to this, I gotta like freestyle record some punch some shit into this. And then the other, like for my community, like I try to, I just try and tap in and ask them what they want, and then I give Ooh, it to them. Like, okay. yo, this is what you like, this is what right. you want, or pay attention. I'm like, oh, I think you would like this. Like creating for, for them, and like that's how like that's how a lot of the anime tracks come together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what should I make a song about? Go live, ask them. Like, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen. All right, babe, got you, got you. And then, um, like Jojo Pose, that was just me paying attention on TikTok. People was doing Jojo poses, pose, like poses from the anime to just different. Mm-hmm. To different songs and I was like I know what you want you want a song that references Jojo the whole way it's through really and has good. a specific part for you to do poses to Jojo poses catchy <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you um, if you could see any live performance of any musician artist whoever living or dead who would you see Michael Jackson that's what popped up in my head first that's a good answer yeah Tyler the Creator kind of popped up in my head too um you know who else popped in my head? X. Like, I learned a lot about performing from watching X perform. Mm-hmm. I, I never got to see him, like, perform in, like, huge, massive crowds in hmm. person. I only seen, like, the smaller shows. Um, What's the furthest you ever went to go see somebody? Yeah, I, I stayed in Florida a lot. <laughs> well, it's, it's take I mean, eight hours to get out of the state. Yeah, like, no, it's like, <laughs> no, what I really meant is, like, I haven't gone far to go see a performance because everybody comes to Miami. Fair. Yeah. So I just like wait till that person comes to Miami. <laughs> 305, yeah. The 305? 305. Yeah, that's where I'm from. yeah me too. Um, 954 in this <laughs> Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Coral Springs. Nice. Yeah. I, went to, I went to Coral Springs Christian Academy for a couple of years. 
What years did you go there? Uh, 2011, 2012, maybe <laughs> 2000. I graduated in 2002 from there. Oh, that's crazy. What? That's My, crazy. The two, two interviews ago, uh, Jake Von Scherer, the football coach and athletic director, was sitting where you are because he lives over here now. And he came. He's a fan of the show, and he came down. We interviewed. That's interviewed amazing. Um, football, I played football there. Oh my gosh! Um, is uh, like Coach Drake or Laporte? You Laporte. Had Laporte. I had Laporte. Okay. I had Laporte for sure. George Laporte. Yeah. Was a freshman when I was playing football at CSCA. What the heck? <laughs> he was a. I think he was a corner or a safety. Like, like George Laporte was my my junior at that school. <laughs> That's so funny. That's nuts. This is awesome. I had no I- listeners. I had no idea <laughs> that I was talking to an alum of my old high school. That's what a small world. I yeah. love this. But I actually, I did. I actually graduated from Archbishop McCarthy though. I transferred. Uh, I did. Right. I did freshman and sophomore year. That's fine. That's at fine. Cross Spring Christian. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Okay. I love that school. So I don't much. know how to. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to remount uh, this. Uh, wait, did you guys do Band of Brothers stuff too? Yes. Oh, this is my brother right here. Come here. <laughs> Come here. I heck? love all oh, this. They're hugging. They're hugging. Oh my gosh. Crusaders in his <laughs> So. What? What? The Banner Brothers goes that deep? You just put me on. That's so lit. So the so <laughs> the coaches awesome. the coaches are putting together a reunion and well we'll make sure to both go. All right for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. What the heck? Oh, Banner uh, Brothers forever. All right. Um boy, wow. I I don't know how I'm going to get back into this. So I'm wow. just going to say What position do you play? Um, so when we started, we were a wing T offense. Okay. So I was a guard cause we had pulling guards. So okay. guards had to be fast instead of big, yeah, yeah. um, on offense. And then, um, we shifted, but I ended up moving to linebacker. Um, so I was, um, a strong side linebacker for most of my time there. A little bit of tight end. Nice. I played, I played strong side there too. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's nuts. Oh, that's nuts. All right. <laughs> um, Boy, and then and then in my new high school, I shifted to uh, strong safety. Who? Okay. Um, Segway. What? Yeah, Segway goes like this. <laughs> um, what anime or um, video game music do you go to to work out or run? Whoa! Like what's a what's an easy track? Okay. Uh, anything from Black Clover's. Uh, oh, anything from Black Clover's openings, like, but specifically just at Ice. Seiko Mori is just a genius at evoking emotion through music and just that type of like metal, new metal-esque type of sound is just, I love it. And then other than that, to work out, I really don't be really listening to music that much when I work out. Ooh, you're one of those iron-willed people who can just like exercise yeah bro i be meditating without without anything oh bro i be meditating like i be Hardcore. like feeling my stomach feeling like my breath like mm-hmm. like trying to keep myself okay. relaxed while instead okay. of like scrunching my face like that i'm like i'm a menace i'm trying to be like kobe bryant okay so here's the question then um what is an activity like a you know like an everyday or like you know regular activity that you want to have music to when you do it it's not something that you want to just sit and do or walk around and do so like for me like when i cook I gotta have music on. Okay. Yeah. Driving for sure. When I run, I'm listening to affirmations. Prince. No. No. Yeah. Uh, like I'm the so sorry. like the kind of no. But I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a good guess. I but... love Prince. I mean, 
but affirmations. That, one, two, and three. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's like, this is, it comes from the same place. So I'm really glad you. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Like his purpose in that was creating affirmations for right. people, for the people. Prince is, Prince is a genius. So ahead and of that kind of goes into like, this could be, or no, um, way back home. Right. I remember what that is. It's it's part of the same album, the, the song "Way Back Home." I find my mm. way back home. The same lyrics are said within the affirmation songs. So mm. it, it's like if you're listening to the entire album, like song for song, you know, it it kind of just goes into uh, "Way Back Home" or from. There's like an intentionality in that. Yeah, all those yeah, tracks. exactly. Yeah. So um, like everything naturally flows together. Right on. Um, okay, so then other media yeah, that I, has um, music. So. You know, do you go in for like stage musicals or anything like that, like Broadway shows? Not really. I just okay, realized yeah. like when I listen to music, yeah, I've I don't listen to music in the background that much. Mm, intentional really, listening, I'm very intentional when I listen to music a lot of the time. More so now than I did before. But recently, I've been trying to like get back into like just like playing in the background and stuff like that. Like even like like in the mornings, like if I feel like. I need my energy up or something like that. Just something to shift the energy. I'll play my play as good vibes for the day. Right. I'll go to I go to that. But when I'm not listening to that playlist, like I'm like intentionally listening to the album, listening to the lyrics, listening to all the, the beats, listening to the instrumental. How did he put the hi hats in there? Where's the the eight oh eights hitting in that in the space? How what are those perks that are in between the hi hats? And then going back and listening to like the the like lyrical and stuff like that. And then as for like things that contain music outside, um, not really. I haven't been to that many, like to like a many Broadways or anything like that. I I barely like take in like entertainment type of stuff. Like I'll look up, like I'll play a video game. I pay attention to music wherever there's music though. Mm-hmm. Like, like in video games, like I just looked up Hyperlight Drifters OST. Yo, I think, yeah. yo, hey. Hyperlight Drifter is so good in so many levels in the soundtrack. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah, you like it, and then you know some. So, and then another soundtrack I really like, uh, is Terraria. Oh yeah, okay. Terraria yeah, that's soundtrack really good. is that's so a really good. Solid uh, soundtrack, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that that there are there are obviously, and we've had guests talk about this before who play games a lot. Um, that there are some games that uh, the scoring in and of itself is. I mean, that 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 soundtrack is an album worth noting even if you don't play it. So we talked about, like, about Uematsu, um, who does all of the Final Fantasy music mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, what do you think about, you know... Bleach has some good music. Ble- oh, the anime Bleach yeah. has... Um, I think the, op- the, the very first opening from the first season is maybe one of the strongest like songs that you can hear on a show yes. that is that is as commonplace like it's it's a it's a it's a straight up and down actiony show but like that song belongs on its own pedestal like it, exactly you know, such a good song and it fits with the vibe of the show yeah 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 it's high energy yeah you're wearing a bleach shirt right now so um okay uh all right it's about time i think we're gonna we're gonna round to the third song and then we'll hit you with the speed round after that um but do you want to do your story or do you want to listen to the third song oh story all right yeah let's talk about it um so this this was like this ties into the the first one in a way so in 2000 so 2018 passes i'm becoming a whole different person i'm Mm -hmm. learning so much about myself how to like um become a better person and how to reprogram myself like my mindset and just everything so 
in 2019 summer, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a mental fast. So I cut off all entertainment. I stopped listening to music. I stopped. The only song, you know, it's funny at that time, the only song I let myself listening to was Thank You by Big Sean and DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. And I let it be my alarm on my, ring, on my ringtone. So every time I would like the alarm would go off, I would start saying thank you for yeah. stuff. Was there a goal for the fast or was it like it, what, what prompted you to? The goal was to to reprogram my mind just to be a person that could create the success that I wanted to. So like just thinking with a positive mindset, I took time to visualize. I was reading books. I was listening content that was enriching me just so that I would be thinking in a whole new paradigm once I've cut out all the stuff that was like not in the paradigm I wanted to stuff that was bringing me down and I also stopped talking to just all people in general because I just wanted to complete I'm like what would happen I cut everybody off like mm-hmm. my mama too like everybody like two months I was like what would happen if I just completely put all my focus and willpower and energy in this moment towards like evolving as a human being mm-hmm. for two months straight and so I did that and like towards the end of the month like I remember my my parents getting worried about me. Da da da. My dad, my dad. I remember it, it was so it was so lame. I was in I was in Westlake at the time, FGCU, yeah. But um, I was at Westlake, and I remember I wasn't. I dropped my classes because I'm like I'm gonna commit to this. And mm. I remember my parents like telling me that I was like, oh, you're wasting your time. Da da da. And I was like, Dad, what if me doing this is me is gonna turn me into the person that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be making enough money to pay for my own college tuition. Before I graduate, right. and that's exactly what the fuck happened. Hmm. It's so crazy. So I I continue, but then my dad starts calling me, and he's like, he basically made it seem like he was gonna die or something like that. He was lying. I knew he was lying, but if I if he wasn't and I didn't pull up to the crib to see them, I knew like I would regret it. And he's never did this before. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go, even though I kind of know he's lying. And I broke my fast. Right. So. There was a trip to California that my family was planning to visit my brother, and my dad was mad at me for dropping my classes, so he said I wasn't allowed to come. I was like, whatever, I'm doing this anyway. But I go back, and I go to, and I'm like, yo, like, so what's going on? He's like, oh, like, nothing, da 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 And I'm like, oh, okay, wow. And then, and he's like, starts complaining about, like, me not taking classes. And I'm like, yo, like, did you know, by the way, did you know that I just got accepted to the program, the collaboration FGCU has with MIT on civic engagement? Hmm. I'm like, you think that they pick me just because I have good grades? And I do have good grades, by the way. I'm like, it's because of all the work that I've been putting on myself and how I evolved as a person. I got selected. I didn't have to, like, apply. Like, I got selected for that. Other people had to, like, apply type of stuff. Like, I, I had a heads up about it. Like, I knew I was going to be in it. Like, like this is because of who I'm becoming as a person. You have to understand, like, I'm doing something great right now. And he was like, but, and my dad is like, he's a, he's a psych- psychiatrist. So he's like, oh, oh MIT, oh. Like he's just like a classic Haitian, like just like just somebody just like enjoys prestige and whatever and stuff right. like that. And he was like, oh, do you want to come to California? I was like, come on now. I was like, but I was like, but I thought about it. I was like, you know what? My mentor, he's like, he said like, get around the people that like you that are achieving the things you want. So there was a, I had a he said get around like if you want to be a millionaire, get around millionaires. Yeah. So I'm like, I have a friend. That's a millionaire that lives in L.A., my dog Jordan. He actually went here, too, to FGCU. And I was like, you know what? For that, like, I'll just go. I'll go and I'll talk to him because I feel like a lot of the stuff I've been learning about my mind and stuff like that, he probably knows a lot of the stuff already. So I go. I, I, I tell my dad, all right, I'll go. So I go to L.A., 
and I'm chilling with my family and whatever. And my brother, my brother is looking at me like, this guy is a freak. Like, because I'm waking up like 6 a.m. I'm meditating on the freaking couch, like, right. or, like journaling, like not doing anything that I used to do. Because I'm still kind of like half in, I didn't want to let go of the fast completely. And I was, and he's just like, he was like, what the hell is going on with Jonathan? And and talked to my mom. My mom was like, I don't know. It doesn't do anything. And my mom was like, why don't you do things that like a kid your age likes to do? Why can't you be normal? Exactly. Why can't you be normal? I'm like, I'm not trying to do normal things, mom. I'm trying to live life at a whole nother level. <laughs> it's like, you don't understand. Like, you don't, like, you don't know what's happening right now. And I'm like, but then my brother was like, I was like, okay, mom, what do you want me to do? And then my brother got mad. He's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I started crying. And I was like, I want to watch anime. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch anime. I want to listen to music. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, relax, bro. Like, just relax. And I was like, you know what? F- it. Like, I went and I, I had just started part five. I went and I finished part five of Joseph's Bizarre Adventure. The king of anime. And that's how <laughs> Jojo Pose came because I finished that. Mm. Like, I was coming back to myself. And then, and my brother, like, earlier, my brother had told my mom, he was like, I listened to him. I just overheard him. He's like, oh, he's going through a phase. And I got mad. I was like, oh, in my head, like, a phase? Like, what you mean a phase? Like, I'm changing my life. It's not no freaking phase. Like, this is real. Whatever, right? The first song that I would go to my phone to play a song, I find new music, and I click it. It was Phase by Gunna. Like, I just I just yeah. clicked like random like shuffle yeah. and that song played is the first time I'm hearing the song and it was like damn like I am going through a phase I'm gonna get paid like I am doing this for a change it's not gonna be like this forever I'm definitely gonna tap back into anime I'm definitely gonna tap back into the music and stuff like that like and it's happening right now hmm. and I was like yeah you're right I'm going through a phase so you can play the song yeah let's hear it all right this is uh this is apollo uh, fresh's last song on three song stories um it's phase by gunna off um the drip season two album it's 2017 what do your siblings and parents think of where you're at now musically and all that stuff man like my siblings they're so proud of me they're so proud of me like my my sister i could say she might not be happy I said this, but I she didn't see it at first. Once she once she saw it, like when it was like popping up on her timeline, that's when she started like I feel like she started accepting some things and like became very proud of me. And then like my brothers, my brothers always encouraging me, and I could just see how it inspired them and how like stuff started to shift. Like man, like I'm so proud of my brother. My brother uh, just started working for Marvel. He's like editing on their movies and stuff like that cool. right now. Like I see him. Like I seen as I leveled up. Like everybody around me started leveled up. <laughs> and then my but we talked about that earlier and off off mic you know that that when you grow right if you're making something that comes out of you that like is going to happen no matter what then the people around you get affected by that mm-hmm. you know you start showing up on people's feeds and all of your family like you said your brother like your sister they level up with it yeah exactly and my parents my parents are proud but my dad he doesn't understand he still doesn't understand he's proud though but he doesn't understand. But he he starts to understand when it gets to starts to touch his world. Yeah, that's what it is. They start to understand what touches world. Like I went, so I, I got into a program at Harvard called No Label Academy, hosted by IDK, and I graduated from that. And when my dad says, like, "Oh yes, we went through Harvard," yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, and I did it from music. I didn't go the medical route, Dad. 
Yeah, so I think that there's something to be said about kind of um, like the immigrant mind because I'm, I'm from Jamaica and nice. we have a similar thing, I think, there that you want the things that seem hard to reach for for your kids. And in America, especially when you're early generation, it's easier than it could have been in other places. So then when they reach for something that's not one of those things, it's like, Come on, man. Like, do the thing. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way with my family since, you know, we're from, we're Hispanic. Yeah. My mom's side came from Honduras and I feel the that exact same type of stuff. Yeah. Um, the flip of that is that because we're here, we see that you don't have to do those things to have success or what we would call success here. Um, because that, that brass ring is not being a doctor. Or being a lawyer, it, it's it's not having to be a doctor or not having to be a lawyer. That's like the big success, I think, of of getting here. Yeah, not having to be shit. you can be what you want and monetize it. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I like the idea that 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 you were going through a phase, mm-hmm. but here phase doesn't mean like a thing that's going to fall apart or or if you wait long enough it'll go away and it's a problem. But like you were going through a change exactly. into something. Exactly. And the the part about it is just like it wasn't like all pleasant. Like it was it was sacrifice. Yeah. It was definitely a lot of sacrifice, but it, it was that's why it was temporary. Mm. That's why I called it a phase. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh we're gonna do a little bit of speed round here on our way out. Um so let's go. Uh do you karaoke? I have been before. Yeah. Uh if you had to karaoke right now, what would your like go to song? Like you feel like you could nail it and everybody would cheer. Uh a Millie by Lil Wayne. All right. Um, do you have any theme songs from television that you have seen so many times that you know all the words and you feel like you could do it with us here? Freak. Could also be anime. It can be anime if you know all of the Japanese words to the anime. Oh, it's going to be Jap- oh, yeah, Japanese or English. If you sing an opening theme song to a show, it has to be the original. <laughs> I don't even know. I know because I I mumble a lot of words. I don't know if I get every single word. I think of Bluebird, Naruto. I think of the Timmy Turner theme song. Oh, Boondocks. Boondocks opening. I'm okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do Boondocks. Yeah, I can do most of that, I think. Yeah. And no one's done it yet on the show. Nice. Yeah, we're 200 episodes in. No one's done Boondocks. Let's go. Nice. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration. That made ladies sing the news. I'm the light that makes the light great bright. The same spark that lights the dark. So you can know your left and your right. I am the ballad in the box. The bullet in the gun. The inner glow that lets you know to call your brother's son. The story of what's to come. The glory of what's to come. And I will remain a soldier till the war is won. One, 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 one. Judo flip. Chop, chop, chop. Judo flip. Chop, chop, chop. Judo flip. Chop, chop, chop. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. Amazing. <sighs> yeah, that's a good show. That's, that's that great. is also a great little blend of hip hop, anime stuff. Like yeah. that show is incredible. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, if you were a pro wrestler, what would your walk on song be? Hold on, let me get my yeah. phone real quick. <laughs> I love that there's thought being put I, into he, I, he, he looked through like eight walls that direction. Yeah. Like I, I saw you. Like <laughs> <laughs> Do What I Want by Lil Uzi Vert. Mm. Now I do what I want. Or all I do is win, 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 no matter no, what. Yeah. I think that's probably it. All I do is yeah. win. That That's the win that's right good, there. Huh? All right. What would your wrestler name be? The Alchemist. The Alchemist. Lovely. 
Wait. Full Metal. Ver- uh, yeah. Do you have a Do you have a Full Metal Alchemist song? No, I do not. All right, okay. we get there. <laughs> <laughs> He's working it now. I can see him. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, if you had a bartender friend said they're gonna make a new drink, but they're gonna inspired by you, what would go in that drink? Okay, it'd be like a, a orange drink with like a red top, and it would be probably like a like a white liquor, maybe even Hennessy White. It would taste like it would taste like sweet. And I would put like a cantaloupe, but like in a ball form. Yeah. And then I'll put like triangles around it and try to make like a sun. Drop it in there and put like an umbrella in that. (laughs) And then it's just some, some, some chill, like sweet, but also like got some power to it. Right on. All right. And uh, you got to name it. Sun shower. The sun shower. What's a song you wish you could hear again for the first time? I'll just say what popped in my head first. Mm. Uh, Sing About Me Dying of Thirst by Kendrick Lamar. I was like, what the? Not even the first time. It's the first time I realized what it was. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God. He's rapping from the perspective of the people in the song. Like, like, probably if if I die one day, promise that you'll still sing about me. And then the verses are the people that. Or mm. talking to him, mm-hmm. asking him to sing about him, mm-hmm. about them. It, it was just like a crazy thought process. If you could broadcast any song into the head of every person in the world at the same time, what would you send? Let It All the Line by Apollo Fresh. Yeah, that, that, that might be the one for sure. Uh, are there any albums that if you listen to one of the tracks from it, you have to just listen to the whole thing? Probably anything from I Decided. Maybe no something, anything from the, the album No Ceilings by Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose one album to listen to for the rest of your life exclusively, like that's the only music you're going to listen to, what album would you pick? That's nuts. Uh, I think that's a deep question, bro. This is loaded. <laughs> Maybe Lil Uzi Vert versus the world, just so I would just like feel great. That or I decided or... Good Kid, Mad City, but I have, I have a feeling that I could. Uh, that I'm gonna think of another one later, <laughs> and, and and I also want to say um, the music I'm working on, the project I'm working on, uh, Life Is Anime. Mm-hmm. That's a project I'm working on right now. I could listen to that. You could listen to that. Yeah, yeah. it's man, it's good when you can listen to your own stuff because sometimes that's you know it's hard. Was there a fourth song that almost made it? Yeah, I didn't have. Oh, there was. There was one. There was one. Um, Fire Flame. By Birdman and Lil Wayne. Okay. Fire flame. What's flame, the like the fire flame spirit? Yeah. What's the little like two sentence story of that? Like, what's the short version? Short version. Just being a kid running around in Miami parking lots with my little cousin Lou, just <laughs> running around singing the song. But then the clip, the red room. We thought that was so funny. We were saying this <laughs> over and over again. What did your uh, What did your mom think about the? I'm sure you didn't always get the radio switched back before she got back out of the store. What she think about me listening to rap music? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she didn't understand it. She's like, Lil Wayne, oh, hit that Lil Wayne. Not to hate him, but like, he just didn't like like his tattoos and the dreads and stuff like that. It was a problem when I got my dreads, and it was like, you, my dad, you can't get an education like that. I, I was had a, like, I had to talk with my dad about it too. He said he again, we're from Jamaica, and he was like, he's like, listen, I know you're smart, and you know you're smart, but there's people who are gonna see the dreads, and that's gonna be it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you, you know, we came over here, you got to do what you can do, and I was like, all right. I just went for it. I was like, bro, I'm tired of being stifled. This, yeah. this dreads, this is me taking my life for myself. Then 2018, I cut my dreads. 
and then I grew a new pair, mm-hmm. and then that dread was like, now nah, I took it back for myself. I'm giving it up to God. Mm. What would a 14 year old version of you think of you now? Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! The 14 year old version of me will be like, Cap. <laughs> you gotta explain. No okay, you have way. to. You can't say <laughs> cap. cap. Nobody cap. who listens to this <laughs> okay. knows what that means. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so the 14 year old version would be like, No, nah, you're lying. There's no way. There's no way. This is you. This is what you do. This is possible. People in the industry will listen to anime rap. What the f- is anime rap? Holy crap. This is the most amazing thing. You are so cool. Look at your outfit. Look at the drip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like you're a rapper. You're a rapper for real. That's real. I thought all of that was f- fake. Oh my God. This is incredible. Like, yes, what the hell is a Nintendo Switch? Is that Pokemon? <laughs> is that freaking Pokemon? Now it's on the TV. This is a main series game. What the hell is going on right now? This is amazing. And uh, if you could if you could hand oh, that 14-year-old version of Apollo, you know, a little bit of wisdom, just something short, what would you tell him? Love yourself. Love other people. Communicate, man. Tap into community. Don't be alone. Mm. Talk to people. Learn how to communicate. Like, work on yourself. Like, you can do anything yeah. and, like, like work on building that, like, peace in yourself. Like, start working on yourself now, but don't, like, don't forget, like, communicate. Like, learn to grow with people. Learn that skill. Learn so- your social skills. Learn how to be at peace with yourself and with other people and have a positive impact in life through being genuine. I feel like I already had, like, that kind of notion, but if I said all it together kind of like that for me mm. i would have got there faster i would have been like yo by the way some keys real quick meditate exercise like get your mindset focus on mindset like, get around people that that can inspire me that's going to take you to that level you can really do anything bro like whatever it is you choose like it's possible so like choose what your heart desire is bro it's worth it i'm telling you it's a thousand times worth it it might seem a little hard at first but once you figure that out you realize it's easier than you think all right. And then finally, speaking of community, uh, it's time to recommend three people who you uh, commit to sharing the podcast with, who you think would be good guests to have on. First person I think of is AJ. He was a leader, the teacher that put together the program, uh, the MIT program in collaboration with- Here at the, at the university? Yeah, at the university. I think about Kathy Shepherdson. It's my ex, my friend. She uh she owns a a store called Conscious Space. Mm-hmm. Right now she's transitioning into a new business, but I just think she's done a lot for the community here, just like on, and just her whole store was based around like zero waste and stuff like that. And she just she just has a great mind. I wonder what songs that she would bring. It'd be mm-hmm. something really dope. It'd be something empowering but fun. That's in light. That's what she would bring. Okay. Oh, the last person. Mark. Mark is my mentor at FGCU. Yeah, he's just a goat, man. He helped me so much when I when I was a, I was taking six classes. I was in mm-hmm. the, that MIT program. Mm-hmm. I was in the entrepreneurship runway program and Jojo Pose was blowing up all at the same time. This guy helped me so much get through that, like tell me set up so I would get paid from that song and stuff like that. Just being the entrepreneurship building, just showing up every day. And he just has a great mind, just a brilliant, like kind, loving man had a big impact on me and he loves music he was always like if i was ever down or something like that he would always find a song and bring it to me all right thank you so much we're uh you're gonna put this show in their hands and 
We're going to reach out to them at some point in the future and we'll see if we can't get them on. Bet that. Where can people find your stuff? You can find my music on all streaming platforms at Apollo Fresh and my content on TikTok at Apollo Fresh, YouTube Apollo Fresh, Instagram at Apollo underscore fresh. Um, join our Discord, come talk. Um, be a part of community. Yeah, that's where you can find all the stuff. At Spotify is bumping, just going crazy right now. So let's get it. All right, and um, yeah, and you're also on your way from this studio uh, across campus to the uh, library studios where Razzle Dazzle, uh, Jared's podcast, yep. gets created. You're about to be a guest back to back, so you're really doing some work today. So thank you for being on. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Man, thank you so much for this interview, this podcast, this amazing experience, this golden experience. Like, <laughs> It's amazing. Like I, I had so much fun. This is like one of the funniest. Like it's like a game. Like I never got to. I never did anything like this before. It's a really fun experience. It helps uh, being understood and also like getting to share my story in this way. I love music so much. It's really special. I'm glad we got this as documented. Hmm. One of the best moments of my life. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator, producer, and host. Tara Callaghan is our online content producer and host. Audio production is by Jared, the intern Gonzalez, and Chris Duffus is our executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we're staying with Apollo and his unreleased track, Rich Off the Internet. Shift myself, swimming in the spirit, feel like Michael Phelps. Put my vibe in the beaker, I got off the bleachers and bought a whole bunch of the ether. Stay consistent, I still with a vision, my spiritual pressure ran up off the meter. I sharpened my mind, my Zapato, I sliced that shit, I feel like so reaper. 54 million and we did it independent, had a f***ing gonna spend it, we gon' run it up deeper. Rich off the internet, I don't know nothing else. Rich off the internet, I don't know nothing else. Rich off the internet, I don't know nothing else. Rich off the internet, I don't know nothing else. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Wow, that one time I brought Thin Mints to you, I didn't think it was going to um, go that far. 